being a social media influencer. It wasn't, it wasn't cool. Yeah. Everyone's trying to be an influencer now. Or they used to make like chicken noises at me. What? I literally don't care. Like, I'm just like doing what I love. Yeah. I'm not bothering anybody. If they don't love and you or whatever. Like, I literally felt like I was like grieving like somebody. Well, like I could talk about this stuff for like hours. I yeah. have so many opinions on it. Time to get loud. Welcome back to Loud Talk with Lavia podcast where we break down the walls of beauty standards one flaw at a time. And today I have such a special guest, Christina Harris. Thank you, Christina, for joining me today on Loud Talk. Oh my God, of course. I'm so excited to be here. I want to, I know we just talked about this off camera, but I kind of want to, you know, give the viewers a little bit of the insights. Yeah. So I just mentioned to you, like, I used to watch your videos on YouTube all the time um you're beauty chicky so like you posted all like the teen you know get ready videos and you know I like yeah. how open you were about just like the teenage experience and that's why I loved watching your videos and then yeah. one day when I was scrolling on TikTok like I came across your TikTok and it kind of just like blasted me with all these memories of like when I'd watch your content so I was like oh my gosh I like I forgot like about Christina but like this all came back and then uh, yeah when I went to follow you you were already following me based on we just talked about yes. my little series on <laughs> on TikTok where I show makeup trends on uh textured skin and then I was like you know what let me let me just dm her and, and see if she's yeah. coming on the pod yeah no I was pumped when you reached out because a I love hearing people like reach out to me that you know were part of like my what I call like my quote-unquote OG YouTuber days yes. when I was doing all the beauty and you know fashion content um, and then also because of everything you stand for, you know, with, you know, your skin and texture and acne and reviewing right. products on like actual skin that isn't like completely like, you know, pore-free oh. and whatnot. Yeah. Like, so absolutely. I'm pumped to be here. And I'm so happy that like we got connected in that way and that it worked out. Me too. It's just crazy how that happens. And I guess like the beautiful part about like social media is you can just like meet people and um, connect in so many different ways. I do want to start off by talking about your YouTube days, of course, because, you know, when, how old were you? You're pretty young when you started on YouTube, right? Yeah, I was 12, I okay. believe. I wasn't even legally allowed to be on the platform. I think yeah. the legal age was like 13 to be on there. Okay, because so I, I, on <laughs> I got on YouTube at 13. I've posted YouTube videos like forever, but like, I'd say like my main platform now and like what people know me for is like TikTok. Cause I think like the beauty world has just shifted so much. Like people don't really want to watch like makeup tutorials on YouTube anymore. Like, yeah, I'm, totally. that makes me so sad. Cause that's like what I still love, but I um, know everybody's really like gravitating it. right now. Everybody's gravitating towards uh short form content, but I've also realized recently some people are starting to really miss long form long and some form. youtubers are coming back and yeah. like even like 10 minute tiktoks yes which makes me excited because yes. i like long form content so. me too and that's why i've always like i still post on youtube to this day because i just like i love youtube so much it's like so relaxing whereas tiktok sometimes i feel like like kind of yeah. rush to do things and it's it's so totally. stressful sometimes but yeah so you started at 12 super mm. young age and you're channel I feel like got a lot of traction like right off the bat right yeah it was it got a lot of traction yeah pretty much at first it was pretty steady and then I had like one viral video which was a summer morning routine video 
And it was like this, like, yeah, it was like this dinky little video. I filmed it in my childhood bedroom. My room, like my walls were like bright green at the time. I was only like 13, 14. Why were all of our rooms bright green? Because so I everybody went through a green phase yeah. I'm telling you or a teal phase mine like, was teal and green yeah exactly <laughs> like everybody's gone through that yeah. but yeah so I had this bright green room but yeah it was like a three minute one of those like old school like really sped up morning routines where like you don't even talk you just like put audio over it and for some reason it just like blew up and then from there everything was pretty like gradual in terms of like fast growth but also like pretty like steady at the same time but yeah no that video now has like I don't know the exact number of views on it but it's like over a hundred million it's like I don't know why I like it just has a hundred million views it's ridiculous but um yeah that was kind of like how I grew on there right it was you know not as like fast as like a lot of tiktokers are now but gradual which I'm pretty like grateful for I'm glad that that's like the way in which my come up was right I do want to talk about you know the whole difference between like tiktokers and youtubers because I see it so much and like I feel like as a youtuber like because that growth is a little more like steady you kind of learn to like appreciate like your followers you kind of get to know people more because you see the same people like commenting and stuff yeah for sure but uh I think with TikTok like because so many people just like gain that traction right away like it doesn't even like it just happens overnight and then you can just like kind of take it for granted not everyone but like I've I've noticed like the huge difference I think between like people who have a YouTube background and a TikTok background. Oh I realized it a hundred percent especially you know coming from the YouTube background Mm -hmm. and like you know that's why I like say like I'm happy with like the growth that I got that it was like it felt very gradual and not just like an overnight like stardom like a lot of like you know younger TikTokers have and also people like on TikTok and like those sorts of platforms are blowing up younger and younger and younger yes too so it's like I mean I look back at it and I'm like I guess I was like kind of young but I didn't have like overnight stardom no. you know at you know 13 14 years old it's like such a different dynamic um and I think there's like pros to it obviously a lot of people got you know some really incredible success and really great people right um, that deserve the recognition and then there's obviously with that you're gonna have the people that blow up for the wrong reasons <laughs> that maybe shouldn't have that recognition um and then also it kind of depends on how the person handles it you know like absolutely some people, you know they blow up they get that little bit of fame and they start you know, they start going crazy and they have all this money all of a sudden and they lose, you know, like their authenticity, like, which is what blew them up in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then some people stay the same, which is yeah. great. So I don't know the the space right now, in my opinion, the social media space with uh, TikTok and YouTube and everything is in like a really weird area right now. We're in this really weird area of social media, in my opinion, especially the way that uh, yeah, especially in the way that right now we do quantity over quality, where oh, that was yeah. the case, like, you know, five, six years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I said, though, I think we're going back to long form content. I also think we're going to start reverting to quality uh, again. But yeah, I will. I could talk about this stuff for like hours. I yeah. have so many opinions on it. <laughs> me too. Literally me too. So obviously, you know, you started off like at a young age on YouTube and I know my personal experience with like 
dealing with people who you know made fun of me at school or whatever for like putting my videos out there I want to talk to you about like your experience with that oh my god yeah I I had some real ruthless bullying in high school over it um because yeah when I started YouTube it was at a time where being a social media influencer or like a YouTuber was not this like socially acceptable thing it was it like wasn't cool you know? yeah, yeah it, wasn't it wasn't cool, cool. yeah, yeah. it was like now everyone's like that's so cool everyone's yeah. trying to be an influencer now yeah I so. forget what college it was but there was some college that did a study I remember reading about it like two three years ago where they asked a bunch of like middle schoolers like what okay. they wanted to do when they grew up and like 80 percent of them answered influencer which I was like that is absolutely insane because when I was in school that was not the case you were the weirdo yes it was was like yeah (laughs) yeah no it's it's baffles my mind like you know how everything's changed but yeah no so started uh when I was in middle school and nobody really knew about my channel until late middle school early high school Mm -hmm. and then when once I started growing on YouTube that definitely came with you know, it's fair share of bullying, especially like I've always been pretty much an open book, like since the day I was born, like even like on like YouTube and stuff, I've always been an open book um, and whatnot. So I remember like my, I believe it was my freshman year of high school. I posted a YouTube video talking about like the different types of underwear that you could buy that like looks good under different garments. I made another video talking about like periods and bras it was like a girl talk series yeah I remember Um, that series I remember all three of those videos yeah exactly and like obviously like the the people online ate it up but uh you know because no one talked about it nobody online would talk about that stuff and I think that's what like grew your platform and made so many people feel connected to you because you just talked about like real experiences as a girl as a teenager that like you couldn't really find resources to online and like not everyone wants to talk to like their parents or like not everyone has like an older sister they can just go to so I think you yeah. played that role for a lot of people but I can imagine totally. the bullying that came with yeah that. <laughs> it was definitely like the majority of the comments were people being like this feels like I'm talking like you know on like a video chat with um an older sister and that yeah. made me so happy but yeah mm-hmm. definitely came with its fair share of bullying I like obviously the name looking back at it I really laugh at it now and even like my friends poke fun at me now but it's like because they like support me and love me so much and we're so like over that and everything like I when I was in high school because of the beauty chicky name they used to call me beauty chicken or they just used to call me chicken or they used to make like chicken noises at me what so fun well no I find it hilarious now like I look back I laugh and whatnot but at the time obviously it really got under my skin and also the interesting thing too that like when I tell people about my bullying is for whatever reason, when I was in high school, majority of my bullying came from boys, which was kind of weird because I thought maybe it'd be a lot of the girls, but it was a lot of boys that mm-hmm. just kind of like ganged up on me. There was a few girls in the mix too that would like, you know, like I, I'm sure you've heard that like phrase on TikTok that's going around right now. That's like, oh, like the campus celebrity that like doesn't actually know that they're like celebrity. It's like a right. person on your college campus that everybody just like is like this is like a celebrity that take photos yes which is like me that like triggers something in me because people would take photos of me just like in the hallway just doing like whatever and post them on like you know their private instagrams and like make fun of me and it even got like pretty like 
bad at a point where like people would like throw things at my house and like set like little like firework things off that's on my house like we had to like contact yeah we had to like contact like my neighborhood like watch basically and like what like watch out for things yeah um there was a guy that was like harassing me in the hallway I got a few people like accidentally suspended because they were making fun of me in the hallway bullying me in the hallway and the teachers saw and they were like write it up and I was like whatever um I definitely like grew a pair though when I Mm -hmm. got to like junior year senior year because also it's like people were still making fun of me but also at this point I actually started like really progressing in my like YouTube career and I was making like a pretty like penny off of it too and people knew that they were still making fun of me but even though they were making fun of me my comeback was always just like I literally don't care like I'm just like doing what I love I'm not bothering anybody no I'm making money off of it which for my age at the time was like not normal yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah that was that but um my number one thing was like right after I graduated high school like you know, with all the bullying stuff, I was like, I need to get out of my hometown. Um, And then that's like, I moved to New York City immediately. And I went to FIT for college. And that was a complete, you know, 180, 360, whatever you call it from high school, because everybody at at FIT, since it's a fashion school is so like, driven and creative and like wants to be something. So like me, social media and creating this content there was not I wasn't the weird girl anymore it was appreciated so cool yeah yeah so it's a totally different thing but yeah middle school and high school were definitely rough um Mm -hmm. but I did do my last two years of my last two years of high school I also did cosmetology and I was in the cosmetology classroom majority of my days and my cosmetology teachers and the cosmetology girls that I was in the class with uh really supported me and really loved me and my content and stuff so uh, it ended up becoming, you know, a balance between like, you know, at the beginning of the day, I was like bullying from these people in school that I hate, but then I got to spend, you know, a lot of time with my girlfriends that actually like loved and appreciated me. Right. So then I got like, uh, easier and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I was definitely the weird YouTube girl for a while. <laughs> you just unlocked like a memory in my brain when you mentioned like you doing cosmetology because I also did cosmetology in high school really yeah I did the full program and I think you're a couple years older than me right I think yeah I'm 24 okay yeah so literally a couple years older um so I think I remember you know watching when you would because you would like vlog like your day at school and you would show like the cosmetology program and I think at that point when you were like at the end of your program I was just starting it so I was like oh cool like it's nice to see because I did the full program too I never like did with anything with it like I still renew it every four years but yeah exactly it was so and I think it was such a good like thing to do and it's just like another thing you kind of have in your your tool belt and you yeah know, absolutely nice, I always thing. tell people I'm like I have like a plan like B C D E F G because I'm like right. I'm the social media stuff like right now but I also have my degree from college and then I also have my cosmetology license mm-hmm. and um, I'm also in the middle of getting certified to be a life coach. So that'll be another thing. Cool. But yeah, I'm like, I got backup plans yep. for my backup plans. Cosmetology is in there. So. Exactly. That's how I feel too. Because like, yeah, I did cosmetology. I always kind of knew I wasn't going to do anything with it. But I thought like maybe yeah, I'd work like, as a hairdresser, like while I was in university. But then I just like didn't end up doing that. I just kept like my retail job. So but still like it's there. If I ever need it, I can go do that if I want. Yeah. Same with the degrees I'm taking now. People are like, well, if your social media is doing so good, like, why don't you drop out? And I'm like, huh? Like, I need to finish this, you know, because like, I think, and hearing you say that too, 
I really appreciate because I think a lot of people get in this a little bit of like the Lululemon with social media and it's like it's not permanent like this could be gone tomorrow like things move so fast you can be like the most like hype person in the world and then everybody forgets about you so like you need to have other things going oh absolutely like when I went to FIT um I didn't do the four-year program I did the two-year program got my associates there and then was offered to do the four-year program I originally took it but then I decided I was gonna like chill for a while and Mm -hmm. just do social media but I still I was like I'm gonna get the degree no matter what so at least I have that degree like under my belt but also yeah I'm a big believer in like you don't have to go to college but you got to have a backup plan when you're doing social media because it is very temporary it is not forever like that was you know that's something that I discussed like so much I also like dated this guy who was in an even more temporary position I dated this guy a while ago that was in a boy band and we talked about this all the time because I was like your job is so temporary my job is so temporary like Like, what are we doing the backup plan yeah yeah but I I always tell people like you know I don't regret anything I did because I you know left college I got my you know my associates and then I left college to pursue my social media stuff and during Mm -hmm. that time I achieved a ton um, which I'm very happy about and, you know, very blessed to have done on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was almost like I was pursuing so much at that time, uh, saving up a lot for like, you know, the day that it dies out yes, and, yes. You know, and all that stuff. So yeah, the social media stuff, it's, it's great, but yeah, I think a lot of, I agree with you where a lot of people do get a little lost in it and they tend to think it's forever. And then They're like, I've made it, that's it. it. Like, yeah, exactly. You hear so many people thinking, yeah, that, that like the job is going to be forever. And then like a lot of them uh, end up developing really bad spending habits, especially the ones that blow up very young. Yeah. They blow up very young and then they develop bad spending habits because they're, you know, are in the mindset of this will last forever. Yeah. So and they're not used to that type of income coming in, you know, so yeah. it, I, I totally. totally get how like that can happen. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's a very interesting world. And I think, you know, I love your perspective on it. You're like very much a realist when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, And I always tell people, you know, like if you're doing great on social media, that's awesome. But like be working on something, you know, in the background. And when people ask me, like, why do you post on all platforms? I'm like, because like TikTok literally could be gone tomorrow. Like that, yeah. how many times oh has God. that almost happened? You know, so it's yeah. like, you need to have other platforms, like other businesses oh, yeah. you're working on, you know, just 100%. like- You need to like redistribute your content to every yeah. platform that you can. I talk about my, I talk about this with my manager all the time. You know, if you're going to upload a TikTok video, you better upload it to Instagram. You better upload it mm-hmm. to shorts. Like you gotta like upload it to like every, you know, Facebook, like get yep. it out of all the ones, even like the newer platforms, like a- what's the new one threads yeah threads. There. like just get, just it, get it out yeah no I agree it shouldn't be like cross distributing absolutely stuff. and also like I think you know looking for other streams of income you know and making sure because if one falls at least you have the others to fall back on because social media yeah, is so sure. like you know not consistent at all so I think it's really important or like starting a business or like using that following to like fuel something else that you're passionate about I think is uh really important but I did want to ask you know like you talked about all these you know bullies that you had and how you kind of developed a thick skin was there ever a point in this journey that you were like that you know those hate comments got got to you and you were like almost on the verge of like quitting YouTube you know if I'm gonna be so honest with you no because I just like 
I like they definitely got to me and I've had some breakdowns mm-hmm. and like in high school like I went to my parents multiple times like begging them to let me do online school mm-hmm. but the thought of quitting social media never crossed my mind only because like I was just so passionate about it it was my passion project yeah. also like as much as I was getting bullied few things a I like grew up in a household where like my parents and my brother and like everybody I was raised around has really like thick I was raised in a very New York Italian household so everybody's like real thick skin doesn't like care like and whatnot so um it's both it's had its perks and it's you know downsides but in this situation it was a lot of you know perks for me because I would just kind of held through right no like I just really believed in it like Mm -hmm. even from a young age I was like this is what I want to do this is like who I want to be and I'm just gonna like keep pushing through and then also like as the numbers like started to climb and it was like little things at the time too like I remember uh when I hit 200 subscribers I was like over the moon and I was like that was I I thought that was like my peak yeah you're like I've made it (laughs) <laughs> yeah I'll never forget do you remember you probably know the beauty field do you remember uh IMATS the international makeup artist trade show I used think to be so yes yes used to be I very do. Big YouTube a long time ago yes um, I hit 200 subscribers the day I went to that in like 2013 2014 maybe mm-hmm. yeah I was just like oh my god like I don't know so I was always driven but um yeah so quitting YouTube was not it was like for me it was like I would rather do everything else and move everything else around other than quit YouTube it's like okay I'm getting bullied I'm gonna you know start doing online school instead and I'm gonna like move my classes so I'm not with these people and like you know I I used to I used to play the flute that's like a super random fun fact but I was like very deep into the flute and I quit that so I could continue doing YouTube I quit track and field so I could continue. right it was like it was like my life at a young age revolved around making this thing work yeah. because I was just like I was like I was like getting bullied for it but it was like so stupid and petty and you know high school bullying it yeah. wasn't like anything of substance that like absolutely really, like tore out a heartstring or anything so mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's good. And I, for anyone listening, you know, I talk a lot about, especially on this podcast, like going from fearing judgment to fearing re- regret. And I am really yeah. happy that you said that mm. because, you know, I think a lot of people ask me like, so like when you got, or like, I always hear people say, yeah, I had a YouTube channel when I was younger, but I quit. Cause like so many people made fun of me and it's like, yeah. what, you know, like if it's your passion, like fuck what people have to say, like just go with it and now like I'm sure all those same people or like years later they were like oh shit like she actually was doing something you know yeah let them be wrong in like what you're doing (laughs) oh my gosh I actually had this girl like a year and a half ago she was like one of my like biggest high school bullies like this girl was just like a mean nasty girl in high school Mm -hmm. but then in like the last like two to three years uh she is friends with one of my like college best friends who I also went to high school with okay and there's always been that weird dynamic of like okay your friend like bullied the shit out of me in high school (laughs) but like whatever yeah but um, I ended up going out to a bar with her and like a bunch of friends and whatnot, mm-hmm. like a bunch of mutual friends about like a year and a half ago. Um, my friend at the time too was like, are you okay that this girl comes? And I was like, I'm over it. Like, I don't yeah. care if she'll come. 
she ended up pulling me aside at the bar. She was like, can I talk to you in private? And I was like, sure. And she pulled me aside and she almost started breaking down, crying, apologizing to oh me. For my the- she was like, I am so sorry. Like you absolutely did not deserve that. I was such like a shithead in high school. Like, I don't know what was wrong with me. Um, but you know, I just like, I don't want there to be any ill will between us. Mm-hmm. Like I totally get like, you know, if you never want to speak to me again, but like, I've been thinking about this for a really long time and I just like need to clear my conscience. Right. And she was like, on the verge of tears. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I gave her a huge hug. And I was like, we are so totally fine. Do yeah. not worry. Everybody was a shithead in high school. Yeah. So don't even worry about it. But yeah, that was a very big, uh, that was kind of like a, like a healing my inner child moment. Absolutely. In a way. Of course. So yeah. And, um, even what you were saying before too, about the regret stuff also, you know, like I always tell people that, and especially I've my friends all the time, they make jokes. Um, whenever we, you know, we like go out to eat or, you know, we're at a party or whatever. Me and my friends are all talking and, um, my friends will always be like, why didn't any of us carry through, uh, with our social media stuff in high school. So we could be like, Christina, like, why did we do that? And I'm like, I don't know, guys. Like, like you should have done it. Yeah. Yeah, but I have so many people come to me also with that exact thing. Like they want to start social media, but they're afraid of bullying or they did and then they stopped. And yeah, it's, you know, way better to try things and like, you know, fail at them. Yes. Never know and never give it a shot. Like I've given so many things in my life a shot and I've had like, you know, way more failures than I have successes, Mm -hmm. but like that's not stopping me. Like, I'm still gonna love you know, you never know, you know, very corny, but you won't know until you try, you know, that's a hundred percent of the shots yeah, that you, you don't take. take. Yeah. Well, yeah. like, and they're, they're like cliche sayings, but they are for a reason because it's like, we all exactly. experience it and you just have to like go and do it. Like I've said this before, like, you know, as I mentioned, um, with this launch that I have for my brand, like it's very scary. I've never launched a product, you know, and like, it might absolutely fail and like all the money and all the time and all the efforts we put into it might just like, I don't want to say they'll go to waste because they won't in my head like Uh, you know if this brand doesn't work out like okay I'll take all these learnings and put into the next one but a lot of people when they like do hit that failure point they're like oh like well I'm just gonna you know like this is not for me and it's if you really are passionate about something like just keep going with it you know like with YouTube for myself I always felt like okay I'm putting so much effort into these damn videos and like no one's seeing them you know and then it wasn't until like my TikTok really like you know kind of took traction that a lot of those people now are following me on YouTube and that's like now my YouTube has more eyes on it so you know I always obviously had this passion for content creating and the beauty space and like maybe just it wasn't my time with my YouTube channel but I'm happy that I stayed consistent with all with all these yeah. years because then I wouldn't have probably started TikTok if I didn't already have like yeah YouTube channel, you, know? so you like, grow yeah you grow and like you expand onto other platforms yeah. and those help you other platforms and then also in general the consistency is always key with growing a social media presence in general whether you Absolutely. want to one platform many, but yes. you know yes I do want to something that came to mind right now that I don't think I've ever talked about this but like you know how there's this whole thing like with actually I don't even know if this relates but like the whole Roman Empire thing yes <laughs> okay so I feel like my Roman Empire thing is like when you think of like these people who just blew up on TikTok, like Charlie D'Amelio, you know, Addison Ray, like these big, big people, yeah. I always think about like, and maybe, I don't know, we'll give it the name, like the Charlie D'Amelio effect. Like before TikTok, like she did not know that post, like after posting her first couple TikToks, that she would reach like this 
amount of like fame and success you know like yeah the month before TikTok came out she you know like she had no idea this wasn't in her plan like she just like loved to dance and posted her passion you know so it's like that right there is like such a clear example of like just like put what you love out there and like you never know like it might not work but like if you're thinking that you're not successful right now like maybe your TikTok app isn't even out there yet you know and might be in a couple years so like who knows yeah, you know what? I was just talking, weirdly enough, I was just talking about that uh, last night with my girlfriends uh, because no we were way. talking about Alex Earl. Okay, we yes. About, yeah, because she, like her episode with Call Her Daddy just like came out yes. and she started her own podcast and stuff. Um, But yeah, we were just talking about this because I was like, yeah, I was like, girl was just like sitting in her bedroom. She's in college. She's like this like college party girl and she was filming these little get ready with me is just talking about the you know the random little yep. things throughout the day and then just out of nowhere people really took a liking to her and she mm-hmm. blew I was like she didn't know that that was gonna happen that no. wasn't like the goal I'm sure that wasn't the goal maybe it was but like I don't know yeah, like, exactly you know? So, I think even like Monet like you know she really blew up on TikTok but I actually didn't know this at first and now like watching her videos I'm like I should have known because the vibe was there she yeah. was like, like on YouTube she was a YouTuber before but like Wait, who? Monet. Do you watch her? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, oh yes. My you know what? That would make sense if she was on YouTube before because I recognize her face. Don't know where from, yeah, though. But I feel <laughs> like, you know, like more people know her for TikTok. And I think that's happened with yeah. a lot of people, right? So it's like you don't even know when your version of TikTok is going to come out and when that, like, even if you don't want to be a content creator or whatever it is, like your time to like shine is going to come. Like it might be now, it might be later. Like you never know. You just have to like keep doing you and like the opportunities will come. Um, Kind of shifting from that though, like let's talk about, like you don't, you don't post on YouTube the way, the way that you used to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about like that shift, you know, because yeah. um, what kind of like, you know, made you decide to do that because you obviously had been doing YouTube for like what like almost a decade yeah I that's honestly like kind of the reason why in itself okay yeah so yeah I was doing YouTube for literally yeah you hit it right on the head a decade um and so I started to like kind of fall off of YouTube like within like posting and just like not getting the same like you know pizzazz and like excitement with posting when I was in college um but you know you got to think like I was like uploading like you know two years of middle school four years of high school all the way into college and I still like I was still like happy doing it in college but I think by like my second year of college that was in like 2018 ish is when I just wasn't really feeling too passionate about it anymore okay um and it was just because I had been doing it my whole life. And, uh, you know, also at that time, like I moved to New York City, I was going to college, I was doing so many other things mm-hmm. that YouTube just kind of was like a little bit more of a burden. So okay. it turned from me, you know, uploading content, being happy about it to uploading content because I like just had to get something up that week mm-hmm. to me, like just absolutely dreading uploading um and then it even turned into a point where I was only uploading to get a sponsor done and that's like so not like me like I would never you know do that like I don't like that and that's why like I haven't really worked with you know too many like different sponsors over the years I've stayed pretty consistent with the people I work with because I just don't want it to seem you know inauthentic 
that's a different story. But mm-hmm. yeah, so, but it got to the point where I was literally only uploading a video to get a sponsor done. And mm-hmm. it was a very obvious sponsored video. And then I just go MIA for another four months before another sponsored video would, would come show. out. And yeah. It's like, it just didn't feel right. And also, one of the things too is in my, I use like a daily planner and like, you know, weekly and daily planner where I write all my things down that like I need to do and get done and all that stuff. And every single week I would write down, like film this YouTube video, edit this YouTube video and upload it by this day. And every single week I would miss it. And just seeing it in my calendar as like missed, like as, oh, I didn't get that done would make me feel like such like shit. Like Mm -hmm. I would just like, I hate looking at my calendar and seeing that like I missed getting things done. Some stuff was like whatever, but it was like week after week after week, I would like, okay, I'm gonna upload a YouTube video this week. And then I just wouldn't. And then- It was ridiculous. And then uh, I started seeing my life coach and she was the one that was like, you keep putting it in your calendar, promising yourself you're going to do it. Then when you don't do it, you feel really shitty. What if you just fully remove it from your calendar? Just you have so many other things. Do Mm -hmm. your other things. Pursue your other things. Focus on something else. And for a while, it was like a guilt. I was like, I don't want to do that because like, I have so many people that like, I don't want to disappoint like on Mm -hmm. YouTube. But you know, also, you know, as much as I am a people pleaser, I also started to recognize like, I need to do my own self care. And this is part of my self care. It's like, not everything is forever. And I have other platforms. And there's other things I want to pursue, such as, you know, podcasting. Um, So then yeah, so then eventually, I ended up kind of making the decision. I never like announced that I was like stopping YouTube. I kind of just like stopped uploading, but started uploading a lot more on other platforms. And I had like places where people could transition to, to get my content still just not on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so that was kind of how I made that shift. And then my channel sat pretty dormant for like two years like wasn't really uploading much on there like like I said once in a blue moon like a video would go up um but then when I did a different podcast before my current podcast but with this current one because my channel was sitting so dormant and we've been doing everything we can to you know uh grow gin and toxic Mm -hmm. my manager was like honestly like you have this wonderful channel with this engagement fans that love and know you uh and it has like a huge following if you're not going to upload anything onto it, then maybe you should change the name of the channel from Vicky to Gin and Toxic and upload your podcast stuff on there. So that way, uh, the people that were Beauty Chicky fans will start to see your new stuff. Yeah. And that way they can kind of like transition. Uh, you know, it might like screw up the, U- the YouTube algorithm for like a sec because they'll be like, what the hell is this like new content going up? It's like weird. It doesn't understand it. But it'll eventually adjust itself and people right. will understand going on so then that was a really big uh jump that I made because I had been you know like beauty chicky is like what I've known from like right. child I actually have a video on my laptop I literally recorded myself when I was emailing back and forth with like my team and with YouTube to do the channel change and everything uh because I had them do it for me so we had a old YouTube channel that was gin and toxic it only yes. had like 4,000 subscribers on it or something. So essentially what we wanted to do was take all the assets of Gin and Toxic and put them on the Beauty Chicky channel that Mm -hmm. has like 700K and take the Beauty Chicky name and put it on this smaller channel. So I still have the name and I still have a place that I can upload when I want. That's like a niche amount of fans. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so we were doing the switch over and I literally started recording myself on photo booth because I'm like in the middle of emailing YouTube and I'm also like sobbing my eyes out because it felt oh. like the end of an era for me. Right. Which is like, it was, I mean, looking back at it, I was so dramatic about it because like I could easily hit them up and be like, hey, switch it back. Like I didn't like delete the videos. Um, I just yeah. privated them for a <laughs> while. But yeah, it was a really big move, but I'm really happy that we ended up doing it because it did end up like doubling our podcasting views, which was great. And then people did start to pick up on being like, wait, this is Christina. I yes. used to know Beauty Chicken. I'm like, yeah, because you were subscribed to Beauty Chicken. And this is Beauty, Beauty Chicken. Like, yeah. You know? So it was a really, uh, it was a really big uh, kind of scary transition of for course. me in a way because I've just, you know, been known as Beauty Chicken and yeah. I- grew it and you know I'm making a name for myself as just Christina Harris and you know with gin and toxic um so yeah and then also with that too I privated like I said I privated all the old beauty tricky videos but then over the past uh because this change was made in January of this year okay. and obviously it's September now and um over the past few months though I've had people constantly reaching out to me on Instagram Twitter TikTok being like where are your old videos they were my comfort videos why would you get rid of them yeah. what happened blah, blah blah all of this stuff um so then just a few weeks ago um I was out in LA with my co-host and we were just like having dinner one night we were talking and I told her I was like listen there's like this huge demand for the old beauty tricky videos uh, what are your thoughts on me not fully publishing them again, like not putting them on public, but putting them on unlisted. So they won't just show up in the channel, but putting them into one big, like beauty chicky vault playlist on the gin and toxic channel. So people could still like go and watch view them. It. Yeah. Yeah. So it won't like come up in like the search bar, right. but if people really wanted to watch the old videos that were like old fans. They could still easily find them. They find know them. Where uh, and obviously Lily, my co-host, she is like the most supportive person on the planet. And she also was a big YouTube girly growing up. She loved watching, you know, the YouTubers and, you know, Bethany Moda, Michelle Fan, mm -hmm. all those people. So she immediately was like, oh my God, you should have done this, you know, when we made the channel change. Like, absolutely. Uh, so I did that. And then when I did that, that made a, made a lot of people happy. So mm -hmm. I'm really glad they're back up. So um, yeah, it was kind of, I even started rewatching the old videos when I was putting them back up on the channel. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I, I get how these are people's comfort videos. I get yes. it now. It was like a thing that like, I didn't get for the longest time, but I got it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no. So that was the whole, the whole story of moving out of YouTube into, into everything else. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I imagine that must have been really hard. I actually lost, my channel got hacked at one point. Luckily, like YouTube was oh. able to get everything back. I got hacked. I remember that day was like, like I literally felt like I was like breathing, grieving like somebody. Like it was that like, I was bawling my eyes out that whole day because I'm like, this is like 700 videos that like gone, you know? Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't even care about like the followers. I just want these videos, you know? Cause like, that's like literally me growing up. So luckily yeah. like they were able to save everything and we got the channel back, but that was like scary. So I couldn't even imagine like having to say goodbye to it and almost knowing, but I love the yeah. idea of like kind of a beauty tricky vault. I'm sure your, your followers yeah. really like that. Yeah. So, you know, Perfect. you had the YouTube channel and then I remember um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you started your own company, right? Like a management company? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. West 27. So mm -hmm. yeah, like I said, I've done like a, 
a few different random things over the years. Where did the name, okay, wait, I didn't ask you this at start. Where did Beauty Cheeky come from? And then where did West 27 come from? Okay, everybody always asks me where Beauty Cheeky came from. And I literally don't even have an answer. Like, it just did. Like, I could just... I was sitting there like on YouTube. I remember at first I typed in beauty chicky with a Y at like instead of the double E. And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, that doesn't look right. And then I put the double E and it said it was available. And I was like, it. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't have some like beautiful origin story. Like right. I really wish I did. No, but I love that. That's like almost better. <laughs> yeah. No, because so many people ask me that, especially because like, you know, so many like uh, beauty gurus and stuff during my time. It was like, they always had like a number after their name. I was yeah. like one of the ones that could just have like the name itself. The name, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. And then West 27 uh, was cause 27 is my lucky number. Consider it my angel number. My like house growing up was number 27. The first mm-hmm. street I lived on in New York city was West 27th street. Oh, cool. Um, there, it has a lot of significance, a number to me. It's just like popped up in like times that I've needed it and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was why when I was like creating the, uh, management company, I was like, I'm going to call it West 27 talent. Um, you know, and the whole, like, you know, our logo and all that stuff. There was actually a logo before the more simplified one. It was like a New York City, like street sign that said West 27th and then talent or whatever. But yeah, that was, um, so I started doing that. So I don't do it anymore, but originally okay. what started that was um, when I was dating my ex-boyfriend, uh, like I said, before I mentioned him, uh, he was also like in the, you know, in the limelight mm-hmm. Thing, like was very you know popular boy band dude uh by association his little sister ended up blowing up and becoming like an instagram you know girly um and basically one day my boyfriend at the time was like you know I feel like this girl like I feel like my sister should start like you know she might be able to get like some brand partnerships and do little things here and there like make a little extra cash and I am very good at negotiating and I actually like take a lot of joy in it. I like getting a good deal. So I told him and her, I was like, you should just let me set up like a random little email address for you, like a management email. Let me run the whole thing and just see what I could bring in for you and whatnot, uh, you know, with some connections I have. So I did that. And then I ended up making her like a shit ton of money. <laughs> and so then I was like, this is actually something I'm really good at. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to make this into like a whole thing. And then also it was like word of mouth too. Like she would like tell one of her influencer friends or whatever, like, yeah, I got these brand deals through Christina. And then her Mm -hmm. friends would come to me being like, could you do the same thing? So then I was like, all right, let me start up this company. Mm -hmm. So started that up West 27 talent. Um, and I did it for, I would say about two years. It was like pretty successful. I had a lot of, uh, really great like girls and guys on my roster. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, that I wanted it to be like a management company that was like really like no frills, like uh, our contracts were non-exclusive, like the cut of, you know, money that, you know, for the influencer versus the management was very, very reasonable, like way like, you know, I was getting paid way less than I should have, but it was because I, it was just like, and, and uh, oh my gosh, I just stuttered, an ethical thing for me. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it was really, really great. And my clients were wonderful. Um, but I ended up taking a little hiatus from it. The website still exists. Um, and once in a while I do still get things into that email that I'll reach out to like certain people and be like, Hey, do you want this deal? Like, and whatnot. Um, but I ended up telling, you know, like 90% of my clients basically like, 
Uh, I will help you find a new manager, but right now I need to pursue my podcast full time. So right. I'm not going to have time to, you know, do what I was doing for you, like, you mm -hmm. know, on a very consistent basis, uh, especially with the amount of clients I had. So I steered them in good directions, let them go. Um, and then from there, I was like, you know, tunnel vision on gin and toxic. Right. But yeah, no, it was great management company while it lasted. And I, I always say, I'm like, maybe I'll bring it back in the future. I don't know. Because yeah. I do the thrill of a good negotiation. So <laughs> we'll see. But yeah. No, that's awesome. And I think, you know, you recognize your talent. And you're like, I can help people with this. And also, I like yeah. that, you know, although, yeah, you're probably right. You could have made more for men. You probably deserve more. But the fact that you made it like non-exclusive and charge less, I feel like I am right now and I, I have been, you know, this whole journey of mine as a content creator like I've always been independent um mm. the only person who really helps me out is my brother who edits these podcasts and my YouTube videos oh, but nice. other than that like I do everything else on my own and um I think especially in this past year like it's like I feel like some management companies are like even like always in my inbox being like we want to yeah. take you want to take you and I like I'm very set right now on like stay saying to being independent. I just kind of yeah. like having that control. Um, but no, a lot of them, like, it's like very like, you know, like set cut on what they take in my opinion, yeah. it's pretty high. And then it's like, you know, you're kind of locked in it for a couple of years, mm -hmm. completely exclusive. Like, I don't know. It, it's yeah, kind of exactly. No, it's, it's scary. And that's why, like I told people, and also I didn't want to make it exclusive because I was doing so many other things too. I was right. like, wouldn't be fair for me to keep you exclusive with me and then I also like you know there might be like a week or two that I'm not like on my a game with you yes. I can't get you a deal because I have to go do this other thing yeah. for you know, my personal career so I was like I can't do uh exclusive and then also too like same thing with the managements like I think there's so many benefits to a management I, I think there's a lot of downsides too um absolutely itch on my nose right now no <laughs> get rid of it but um I have a manager that I've been with for oh god I don't even know how long now I want to say like like six or seven years or whatnot yeah I, I want to say like six years because I've been in the city for seven um and he is absolutely amazing um but my, so my contract with him is non-exclusive um but honestly I don't really work with anybody else anyways because he works hard for me and in mm -hmm. turn I work hard for him. So it like yeah. kind of works out. Well, there's that trust there, um, right? Like Yes. It's literally, I don't have like a written agreement with him. It's literally yeah. a verbal trust agreement. Like you yeah. work hard for me, I work hard for you. So yeah, so that's why I've always like loved him and you know, my team and whatnot in that aspect. Um, but yeah, picking managements could be very, you know, it, very hit or miss. I have one of my like, best friends who's an influencer has gone through oh my gosh like I think she's like you know in the last year alone I think she's gone through like four managements because oh like my gosh. sign with them and then she'll want out because they suck and then something will happen and blah blah, mm -hmm. blah blah um I don't know I always tell people honestly stay independent as long as you can um you don't like I feel like a lot of people like when they start growing even a little bit on social media they like right away are like oh my god do I need to be represented no well, also because like these it. companies <laughs> reach out you know so when they yeah. reach out you're like oh shoot like I guess I do need management and like every time I like talk to other influencers I feel like I'm the only one in the room that's still independent and like right now I wouldn't have it any other way I love being in control and since I've been growing like my social media like from 13 years old like it's been like 10 years now 
it would be really hard for me to like give up that much control at least in the way that a lot of these agencies are set up I'm like there's no way you know like for me the day that you know I would get a manager it would be kind of more similar to your situation where it's like a little more personal relationship in the sense that like it's more of an agreement between like me as a creator and that manager manager it's not like through like a whole conglomerate company so yeah. I don't know like I'm just at a point yeah where I'm not not looking um yeah, you really don't need to. obviously like when the time comes you'll do your research yes. and you need to be very you know knowledgeable about all of that anyways um but yeah no I always tell people stay independent for as long as you can or you know just really do your research before uh signing into these companies and ask around like ask other influencers that are signed with them like yeah. they're what's your experience involved. yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. here's something like honestly with every management and stuff there's going to be great things and there's going to be shitty things but you know that's where like your own intuition and what you personally need comes into yes. play absolutely so then you transition to podcasting right so how long have you been doing gin and toxic for so uh gin and toxic has been i want to say like going on actually next month i think will be two years okay october yeah or two years coming up in october Mm -hmm. um i did do a podcast before that i was podcasting for about like a year and a half okay um but it was a oh my gosh i think sorry she's like a gigantic fly just went like <laughs> directly into my window and I saw it, like I think it like flew into my window like died and then rolled down oh my, my window <laughs> but anyways, um yeah no so I did a different podcast for like a year and a half mm-hmm. um in the words of my manager my manager it was his idea I gotta give it to him uh because he made a joke of me one time and he's like if you're not doing YouTube he's like you should totally look into podcasting because you do not shut the fuck up and yeah. I was like so fair literally why I also started podcasting yeah I don't want to like I just want to say this and then I'll I'll let you say um your whole story but literally like the name loud talk like my boyfriend came up with the name because I was really like what should I name it like I don't know and he's like well just maybe call it loud talk because like you're loud and you talk a lot and he's like but no seriously like it would be a good name and I'm like no I actually love the name because like it kind of geared into like the whole theme of it and everything, but it was just kind of funny because yeah, I could, yeah. I could literally sit here, even if I don't have a guest on just talking to myself about random stuff I'm passionate about. For yeah, hours, no, so. exactly. And that's literally what my last podcast was. It was a okay. solo show. It was just me mm-hmm. talking about random shit. But, um, so I launched that show though at a time where, um, why this dude keeps getting brought up but it like totally correlates this one guy that I dated a long time ago um but because of the circumstances of his job um he had to kind of look like single and available so I because our jobs were like kind of like this like I was in the public eye he was in the public eye um we weren't really allowed to talk about our relationship and the reason why it correlates to my podcast is because I started this podcast. It was called the really bitchy podcast Mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to be able to just like talk about everything and anything. I wanted to talk about dating and sex and relationships and like all that stuff, but I started it. And then I wasn't even able to talk about my own experience. I was like under this like umbrella of like being like, I had to like, keep my mouth shut for the sake of my boyfriend's career at the time and I think Um, in theory like that was 
a great transition from like beauty chicky to this podcast because like your audience obviously grows up with you right so like yeah. it was an, another like the next step for you just like be real about your experience you know as a young adult with your audience so I think that in theory yeah. like the transition was great but yeah I imagine it'd be tough if it's like okay well everything I want to talk about I can't even talk about yeah exactly it was like I want to talk about all these things but I can't talk about all these mm-hmm. things so it was really difficult um but I actually so I ended up launching the so I launched the podcast like a week or two before we broke up. Um, and then once the original we podcast, up, the original podcast. Okay. Yes. Once we broke up though, um, I still was not allowed to talk about dating and relationships and stuff because it, it was a weird like circumstance where we waited a very long time to tell people that we were broken up. We waited almost a year to tell people that we were officially broken up um, because we didn't want to jump the gun. Mm -hmm. And also uh, there were like a lot of factors because he was in a boy band. A lot of his fans were like these younger girls that like really grew a very strong attachment to him and his band members. And they saw like any girl that they were affiliated with, with like red in their eyes. Yeah. Like a threat. (laughs) Yeah. Like a threat. So the way that we announced the breakup had to be very tasteful in the Mm. way that like we needed people to make sure that they knew that like, we don't have any ill intention with each other. Nobody like did anything like wrong to each other. He did some wrong stuff, but that's a different story. (laughs) I talked about that on my podcast, but he honestly, it was like a stupid little cheating scandal, but he, in my opinion, is actually a very great guy, very lovely man. Um, but at the time he was just misled, but not the point. The point is that we had to like announce a breakup in a way that his fans wouldn't attack me and assume right. that I did something wrong. Um, so that took a very long time to do. It took almost a year. Um, so it was like we broke up. So in a theory, it's like, oh, we broke up. So I should be able to talk about my dating and, you know, relationships and all that stuff like freely. But it's like, oh, no, I I can't, even though we're broken up. But it's a secret and we need to figure out all this stuff. So I can't Mm -hmm. talk about it. Can't even mention that I'm single. That was a really weird point in my life, too, because it's like I started to go on dates with, you know, other guys like a few months later. And I had to, like, always watch my back to, like, make sure, like, a fan didn't, like, come up to me on a date and then be like, right this guy yeah 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 yeah. it was like oh I felt like there's a target on my back at all Mm -hmm. times um but yeah no but eventually we announced the breakup it goes or it goes over well and then I finally you know I feel like a little bit more free and it did take like even like when we announced the breakup I still didn't feel totally uh like free to talk about whatever I wanted I knew that it was still going to come with like some judgment and like you know that there were still going to be girls that were going to be like why are you dating why are you talking whatever because a lot of people also when we announced the breakup didn't understand that we broke up like almost a year prior so so they thought it was super fresh yeah yeah so I waited a while waited waited um and eventually I stopped doing my original podcast Mm -hmm. also during that year of waiting because I was like I don't know what the hell to talk about. Like, right. I like it was a very dark time for me, honestly. It was very weird, very dark time. And it was a solo and also COVID hit. So couldn't really have guests on. Um, obviously virtual guests I was able to do once in a while and whatnot, but it was just like a slur of things. Mm-hmm. So I stopped doing that show. And then like summer of 2021 hit, I believe. 
And I was like, you know what? I really miss podcasting. I love it. I really want to grow a podcast. Like, you know, I need to go back to this, but if I'm going to go back to it, I need to do it different this time. Like it needs to be like this podcast needs to be everything that my last podcast wasn't, but love everything it. that I wanted it to be. Right. Um, and I was like, I also really want to co-host. I want somebody to like bounce my ideas off of. Um, and then that's when I started thinking about, you know, who could be a co-host. And I thought of Lily, my current co-host, me and her went to FIT together. We left FIT at the same time. Um, you know, we both like, didn't go into the bachelor's program. We just ended at the exact same time. Um, and then during, we were always like kind of close friends, but then during COVID everybody left New York city except for me and her. So mm. we like only had each other. Um, so then me and her ended up growing like very close and realized we were more alike than what meets the eye. And, you know, when I was thinking about, I want to have this like crazy raunchy, like open podcast, who's willing to post this on the internet with me. Right. I was like, it's, I was like, it's her, like, it's gotta yeah. be her. And she had never podcasted a day in her life, like whatever. Like she was just like, not in that space. Uh, but she immediately said, yes. She was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but yes, let's do it. A hundred percent. Um, so then we ended up, yeah, we like spent like a few months. We were thinking of the name, uh, gin and toxic came to me. I was in like the middle of like the Amish country in Pennsylvania with my dad at a bar and I was sipping on a gin and tonic and it just like came to me. I was like, gin and toxic. I was like, this is it. And then I texted her and we were like, yeah, like it's, it's good, but like, let's sleep on it for like a few days. And then like right. 20 hours later, we were like, this is the name. Like, yeah, yeah, is- yeah. <laughs> it feels right. So yeah. So then we did like our promo things and um, yeah. And then we started the show and it's been really great. Smooth sailing since, uh, like I said, Lily had never podcasted a day in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the contrast between when we first started the show, when we first started the show, she was honestly like great on the mic from the beginning. Uh, but you could definitely, if you listen from the beginning of her show to what it is now, you could absolutely tell that she like really came out of her shell, like over, you know, the last year. And I'm so proud of her for it. Like she's done That's like awesome. so great. And, you know, Jenna Toxic is like our little baby and mm-hmm. I love it. And yeah, it gave me the opportunity to finally start talking about everything that I've wanted to talk about my dating life and my dating experiences, talk about, you know, the taboo topics of, you know, sex and, you know, like all of those things that I wasn't able to talk about before. Like, you know, I'm a grown woman now. And those are the things I want to talk about. Those are the right. things that affect me in my everyday life now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in New York city, like the dating pool here sucks, but there's a huge dating pool here of some very interesting men. So I'm like, I want to be able to go on dates and talk about yeah. it and, you know, give advice. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was basically how Genotoxic got started. And is and- that like your main focus now? Yes. So I have two focuses now. Um, so one, my number one will always be Genotoxic. Uh, that's like the number one focus. Um, but I, I think I mentioned this to you like right before we started recording, but I decided to go back to school to get my life coaching certification. Yes. Um, so I'm currently doing that and I will be done with the certification in March, I believe. So by summer of 2024, um, I, I'm going to launch my coaching program before that. Uh, but by summer of 2024, I should have my full, uh, life coaching business, 
um, out there. So cool. I don't really have a name for it yet. I think it's probably just me like Christina Harris coaching or something. Um, but that was something I got into because I've been with a life coach for three years. Um, and I've always kind of had like a niche for it. And then with gin and toxic and the advice that I give and the talking in this, it just came very naturally to me. Um, and then I started doing some research into getting a dating and relationship, like coaching certification just for those. Cause it's something that I'm really good at. I have plenty of experience in. Um, but then as I was doing research on that, um, I was kind of always like redirected to just get my life coaching certification, but then make my niche, whatever you call it in uh dating and relationships. Cool. So yeah. So that's kind of the two, the two passion projects at the moment. And they kind of go hand in hand too, yes, because obviously everything I learned from my coaching, I get to share on the show. And yeah. eventually I want to start making more uh, TikToks and Instagram reels talking about dating and relationships and giving like actual genuine advice because mm-hmm. I feel like 90% of the dating advice on TikTok right now is absolute bullshit. It drives me fucking insane. So I'm like, I want I feel to like, it. like, I feel <laughs> like I could talk about that in itself and, you know, kind of shifting huh. to the whole dating conversation. Obviously yeah. you had a very public relationship. Um, and obviously that affected, you know, like even when you guys broke up, as you said, like it took a year to kind of announce that. Has that kind of shifted how you, um, kind of take relationships on like, from there on out like are you as public with your relationships um yes and no it depends you know what like after that relationship it took me um a while to get back to like what normal dating was because it was like so the guy that I dated after him um you know I went on like dates whatever but I dated two guys in like actual relationships Mm -hmm. since him um and the first guy um who is wonderful guy whoever ends up marrying him is a lucky lucky girl uh we just broke up because of differences in what we want in life and location uh but we're still really great friends and when I was dating him it was like as if I had to like learn to like be in a relationship again that like I don't know like I had this like idea that like if I ever posted my significant other I would get ridiculed immediately because that's what it was like for four years so I was like, but I was dating this guy. It was just like a, a normal ass dude. Like I'm not going to get ridiculed for posting my boyfriend online. But for some reason, that was a really big thing. So like if he went to go, you know, post a photo with me in it, or, you know, if his family members wanted to post a photo of me and him, I would get like the worst anxiety over mm-hmm. it because it was like, it was almost like, uh, like, like engraved, like into my brain, like drilled into my brain, like posting with significant other is bad. And <laughs> so I kept him private for a very very long time um and then it was kind of funny I ended up announcing that we were dating and then once I made like my hard launch post we broke up like one month after that and I was like lol like of course (laughs) yeah but he taught me so much in relationships that I will forever be grateful for like um to like speak up on certain things Mm -hmm. and like it was just so weird because like I said, it's like, I had to, I had the weirdest dating experience for four years and I had to like relearn how to date as like, you know, a grown woman. So it was really weird situation. Um, but then after him to, you know, I was single for a while. And then most recently I got out of a relationship in, uh, June, mm-hmm. early June. And that was a shit show. And that taught me, a lot about relationships that guy this guy was a complete and utter narcissist 
like manipulator, like the worst relationship I had ever been in in my life. And I didn't even know it at the time. And then Mm -hmm. at the end, you know, uh, my eyes started opening up and I was like, holy shit. But then that relationship, even too, like he was a piece of shit, but taught me so much in the sense of, you know, things that I will go for and I won't and red flags to look out for and all of that stuff. I've had just some weird ass dating experiences, but yeah, because of that very first relationship, it took a while for me to like relearn how to date and like be okay with like, you know, posting. And so my last boyfriend, back to the actual point of the question, my last boyfriend, uh, I never posted him. Uh, but honestly, I never posted him because I, I, it's gonna sound like so shitty, but like I knew something was off the whole time. I knew something was off and I was lying to myself the entire fucking time. Mm. Um, so I never actually posted him. Uh, the boyfriend before that, like I said, I like hard launched him and then we broke up. So it was like, whatever. Um, but me and Lily, we do talk about the guys that we date and our boyfriends and mm-hmm. stuff on the show. Uh, but everybody has a nickname. We never yes. use names. Uh, so like Lily's uh current boyfriend his nickname on the show was work bay which we've slipped his name a few times only because they've been dating for a while now so it's like whatever whatever yeah um but um i'm definitely like cautious in the way with posting where i'll take a little bit like I, it's weird because it's like i will openly talk about everything with my relationship from the very first date to like when we're in a full-fledged relationship on the show uh but under an alias mm-hmm. uh and then after a while, if I'm like, all right, this guy's good We're now. Good, yeah. But my like, my like ideology with all that though is that I always want to come across as like the absolute most authentic person that I can. And especially, you know, there's so many girls my age and younger that listen to Gin and Toxic mm-hmm. and you know, follow me and everything. And, you know, me having and anybody really having these like picture perfect beautiful relationships is just completely unrealistic and you know going on a date and having it go amazing like I want to go on the show and talk about everything even if it fails if I date a guy for yep. one month and it fails horribly I'm still gonna talk about it because that's realistic yes. like you know dating a guy like you know and then everything just happy-go-lucky for like you know and then all of a sudden years and years. Like, yeah yeah yeah, like I'm like I like I'm out here struggling just like everybody yep. else. Like you know, I go on amazing dates, I go on shitty dates. I get I date a guy for a month, I date a guy for a year. It ends up because of this. We get into a fight because of that. So that's why I'm like, you know, I won't say their name or expose like who they are, but I do talk about these guys that I date extremely mm-hmm. openly and like the reasons for breaking up or not pursuing things or whatever because that's just you know that's like what's authentic you know I'm literally going on a date tonight like in a few hours and I'm, I'm gonna talk all about it next yeah. week I don't know we'll find out if it's good or bad but like well I know. hope I hope it goes well and I mean either way that it goes I'm, I'm sure <laughs> be He's good a food and... so I'm like maybe it'll go well and then he could just like cook for me for the rest there of my you life. Go. <laughs> that's so funny well you know like to anyone listening if you want to hear more about Christina's relationships and her experience in that go check out Gin and Toxic I, I love that you're very authentic on there because and I'm not going to get into this because I mean we've already been recording for so long and um I oh think we could do a I whole episode in the world dude whatever you want to do a whole episode just on like social media and relationships and how they're like portrayed because I think yeah. it's social media is like the worst thing I think for some relationships in terms of like you get this like weird idea of what a relationship should look like that's like not reality like you said like 
you know, yeah. you see someone on social media found their love, like the love of their life in one day and then like picture perfect life, the rest of it. And it's like, that's not the reality. Like, you know, like we have to go through like breakups and like shitty dates and all of this. So I love how authentic you are in that aspect. And um, no, it's been so cool. Like watching you transition from, you know, one thing to another and talking to you today. That was, that was really great. I feel like my inner child is like, oh my gosh, like you. (laughs) So it's kind of cool, but um, I feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in the future we'll do like a part two or something because I feel like we can get yeah, into Oh my God. I can talk about so the, other topics. the TikTok stuff. Yeah. I can talk about the TikTok, dating, relationship, XYZ. Oh my God, for hours. And I think actually we did make a whole episode on Genotoxic one time about it because like I woke up like pissed one day, like <laughs> over it. Like because my thing, my thing with that, just like the little blurb to throw in and then maybe we'll talk about it in another episode. But uh, my thing is like, a, the dating advice, like, you know, for single people is unrealistic in general. But then uh, I care a lot about the people that are already in relationships mm. and then people going on TikTok being like, if your significant other doesn't, doesn't do, do this, for you, then it means this. They don't and love you or like, whatever. And it's like so yeah, dumb. It it just like, so it different. Creates, like, yeah, it creates like such like tension and like this weird like way of thinking in like, like comparison relationships. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god, I could go on about it. I think we need to. Yeah, I think we'll need to do a part two here for sure. Totally. But uh, totally, you could come on Gin Toxic anytime too. (laughs) Talk about everything. I would love to come on Gin Toxic. We can definitely talk about that. Um, But thank you so much for coming on Loud Talk. I'm so excited to talk to you again in the future um either on loud talk or gin toxic it was so nice connecting with you and thank you for coming on to anyone listening you can go find christina i'll have all her socials down below on the youtube as well as the gin toxic podcast and um if you are watching on youtube make sure to give this video a thumbs up comment down below what you want to see next on loud talk and if you're watching i guess listening on spotify apple or any other streaming service give this podcast a five-star rating and we do post new episodes every single sunday on youtube spotify apple and all streaming platforms but that is it for this episode christina thank you for getting loud with me i really appreciate your time today yeah that is all you guys will hear from me in the next episode of a loud talk with lavi bye everyone yeah